On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Monday, November 22nd, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith. We'll have the rest of the crew along momentarily as well, ready to break down this Monday NHL card. Uh, Thanksgiving week, so uh, a couple of notes about the show this week. Really, it won't be surprising to anybody that knows how the schedule plays out this week in the NHL, but we we will have shows Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday uh, this week. We will obviously be off on Thursday uh, for U.S. Thanksgiving with no games uh, on tap uh, Thursday, but we'll be on four days this week, and of course, we'll be with you Saturday and Sunday uh, as usual as well. So really, the only change is that Thursday there'll be no show but we will be on and with you uh, the rest of the week uh, as well. Uh, Alex, uh, it's good to have you back on the uh, show. You got the Ice Guys gear on, the Ice Guys t-shirt. I know I rock the uh, Ice Guys hoodie, which is a good reminder to everybody. Check out the store. Grab yourself some gear. Grab yourself some Ice Guys merch. Support the show. Uh, we greatly appreciate that if you do, and especially this time of year. Get somebody a Christmas gift. Yeah, uh, absolutely. time of year. Check out, yeah, it's at uh, my at iceguys.myspreadshop.com. And if you go the next three days, you get free standard shipping. So uh, definitely take advantage of that for the holidays. Absolutely. All right, let's get to Monday's card. We'll start with the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Buffalo Sabres. Columbus minus 120 road favorites, five and a half the total here uh, in this game. Uh, you've got the Sabres on a back-to-back. Uh, just a crusher of a loss last night. Buzzer beater from Ryan Lindgren uh, of the New York Rangers, uh, and they are able to uh, get the victory over the Sabres. A high-scoring affair, 5-4 uh, in that game. Uh, we'll see if the Sabres can bounce back from that kind of defeat. Uh, that was not an easy one, an easy pill to swallow for them, uh, losing right at the uh, buzzer last night. 5-4 loss to the Rangers. Uh, Columbus, they're going to look to bounce back from a 3-2 loss to uh, Vegas uh, over the weekend, and now they make the trip from Vegas to Buffalo here uh, for this game. Uh, the R- Sabres have lost two in a row. Uh, again, defensive issues uh, for them uh, have started to rear their ugly head at times uh, during the last five to ten games. We'll see if that happens here. I mentioned on Saturday's show, Columbus was on a 7-0 and over streak, and I was on the over with Columbus and Vegas on Saturday. It just fell short, but, man, it had chances Columbus nearly got an insurance goal. Vegas came close to tying it. There was a near empty net goal for Columbus. There were certainly a bunch of chances and more than enough opportunities on both sides uh, for that game to go over the total. Tough one to lose there, but I'm going to come right back here with the over here in this game at five and a half. You're talking about uh, a Jackets team that surprisingly, they've been able to put up goals. The Jackets are on one of these runs right now where in the last eight games, we've seen them score three goals in seven. Uh, of those last eight games. So uh, give the Jackets credit. Now, tonight, obviously, uh, they will not have Patrick Lyonnais in the lineup. He's dealing with the uh, unfortunate uh, passing of his father 
which is uh, sad to see. We definitely give our thoughts, condolences to the Lion-A family. Uh, but definitely uh, a situation where they'll miss him offensively. But we've seen uh, a lot of different players step up. Bjorkstrand's been good lately for the uh, Blue Jackets uh, in terms of offensive ability. Uh, you know, Nyquist, Tessier have stepped up. Wierenski's got six points in the last four games. Tessier has four goals in the last six games. There's a bunch of jackets that stand out to me for goal scoring props here. And we're going to keep mentioning them because we're doing quite well with them lately. But Tessier is a good prop right now. Again. He has scored four goals in the last six games for the Jackets. You can never go wrong with Bjorkstrand. And I'd even give uh, the, the youngster Cole Sillinger a look uh, as well uh, in terms of goal score prop. He's had four goals and four assists uh, for the uh, Blue Jackets this season. He's been a little bit quiet lately, but he's still getting the shots. He had five shots on goal in the Detroit game. So he's getting the chances. So take your pick. Alexander Tessier, Oliver Bjorkstrand, Cole Sillinger for the Columbus Blue Jackets. I think all viable goal scorer prop options for this game tonight. So nothing on the side, but I do like over five and a half here with the uh, Jackets and the Sabres. Uh, it's going to be Corpus Allo, by the way, in net for the Jackets tonight. Another reason I like the over, he's definitely struggled and been fighting the puck uh, this season for the Jackets. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Columbus and Buffalo. You know, I had, I had a great night yesterday. I actually went five and oh personally in, in hockey, but I completely just swung and missed by not playing Buffalo over yesterday with Aaron Dellen. That I mean, that that's he's basically going to be an auto fade over now at this point, the way he's playing. And even though, like I said, yeah, it's a tough way for them to lose. You know that buzzer beater, five four. You still, you know, you giving up four goals. And like I said, and, and these were pretty soft goals. A couple of those as well. Dell is just not uh, a formidable guy. So now they're going to go back to Tukarski most likely. Like you said, Corpusalo is going to be uh, in net. I think they yeah, confirmed for, for Columbus. This screams like an over once again, we're getting a five and a half. And if you look at every game Columbus has played, only one of them have had less than five goals combined. So really, you know, five and a half should almost I would say damn near be automatic with, with these two teams or with, with Columbus against any team that is giving up, you know, two or three goals in a given night. So I'm going to go with the over five and a half as well. I'm slightly with the first period over. Uh, there's a couple I like a bit more, but I definitely like this full game over. It may not start off hot, but it'll definitely should get over six uh, in a hurry once you get to the later periods. Yeah, not just Del being in the game for uh, the Sabres last night, but Georgiev for the Rangers is obviously the weaker yeah. uh, of the two goalies for New York by yep. far. So it just uh, and I I didn't bet it either, so I was I was kind of disappointed. <laughs> but I did have the I actually shouldn't say I did bet it. I bet the Rangers team total over right. uh, in that game. But you're right, I should add it on the uh, full game over because you're right with a Dell versus Georgiev matchup last yeah. night. It pretty much. The script was pretty clear. You were probably going to see some goals scored uh, in that game. Uh, we've got Andrew McGinnis with us now. Uh, Andrew, welcome in. What do you think here with the first game on the uh, Monday slate? Jackets, Sabres. Yeah, I'm on uh, I'm on the Blue Jackets in this one. I, I've been kind of uh, surprised how they've played with some key guys out. They've kind of surprised me this season overall. But, uh, you know, you look at the goaltending matchup here, uh, definitely think it favors the uh, the Blue Jackets and obviously Buffalo playing in that track meet game yesterday. I think it sets up for a good game here for the Blue Jackets. I'm looking at kind of a 3-2, 4-2 type game. Small lean here towards the over, but I feel like betting the over, I would be counting a lot on Columbus to do the scoring, which is why I'm going to kind of just stick with Columbus on the money line here. Interesting uh, point as well about them in that game they had against Vegas. Despite blowing that lead, they had, uh, I just think Columbus is competing against every team they're playing right now and they've impressed me. So um, you know, one team's on a back-to-back. -back. One team was in Vegas on Saturday. 
uh, I, I think it's a short, good price here on uh, Columbus. Yeah, and obviously the tough loss in the back-to-back last night for the uh, Sabres, who, by the way, and uh, the over, by the way, is 5-1 and one in the last six on the second of back-to-back games for Buffalo. And getting Victor Olofsson back, you saw what the difference he makes to them offensively, especially on the power play. Uh, they got him back last night from injury. So uh, big, big addition. Like, he's a legit top six forward. They don't have many Buffalo, but he's one. It's a legit difference maker offensively uh, in the top six forward group, and getting him back for Buffalo last night was big. Uh, Vegas and St. Louis. We've got St. Louis minus 150 uh, home favorites in this game, five and a half the total in this one. Uh, man, that was um, that was a disappointing step back for St. Louis the other night because uh, we looked at what they had done. They had snapped a four-game losing streak, beating San Jose, and, and maybe we thought they could get on a little bit of a run at least playing a Dallas team that's had more bad things than good things this year, and they end up losing 4-1 to one, uh, in that game against the Stars. So uh, just not able to get right back on the uh, saddle again, and it's 1-5 uh, now for the last uh, six games for the uh, St. Louis Blues. So they've had their issues. Can't say that about Vegas. I mean, 5-1 and one, uh, in their last six games. Still, even without all the key players that they're without, obviously they got have had Stone back for... Uh, several games now, but there's still no Pacioretty, no Shea Theodore on the back end, no William Carlson, no Alec Martinez on the blue line. Jonathan Marsh is so still out. William Carrier is still out. And this team just doesn't make excuses. They're playing a good team game. They're finding other uh, players to step up offensively for them uh, and contribute. And the re- the result has been still them finding ways to win games. So give the Golden Knights a lot of credit for that and the way they have played. Everybody's resilient. Riley Smith's been stepping up uh, offensively big time for them. Uh, Dadanov's gotten it into high gear a little bit. They're getting uh, some of their depth forwards chipping in goals and in, uh, lately as well. So give the Golden Knights a lot of credit and a lot of issues. And to be honest with you, the Blues, the losing streak started when Braden Shen got hurt. And people are going to just maybe not factor that injury in as uh, the impact that I think it is. But it's an impact injury. He's great at both ends of the ice. He's good offensively. He takes the body. He'll drop the gloves every now and then. He'll mix it up, you know, and usually when the team is struggling, he'll big hit or he'll do something to try to turn the tide. You just don't have that energy spark anymore, the Blues, without Braden Shen. And you can really, truly trace the struggles St. Louis has had in recent games back to him being injured. It's, it's almost correlated. Uh, at this point, there's no way I'm laying a price with St. Louis here. You'd have to look Vegas or nothing with the way they're playing and the way uh, the Blues are struggling. And that probably is the way I would go. I'd lean over as well uh, in this game. Uh, you would think that there's a chance we could see some goals in this one. Uh, that's the way I would go. Vegas uh, over the total as well. Uh, Blues hosting the Golden Knights. Alex, what do you think about this game? Yeah, I want nothing to do with the side in this. I want the total over five and a half. You're looking at two teams that when they play each other, keep in mind these were division rivals last year too in the in the shortened season. They just always, you know, bring their A game and seem to win it trade goals back and forth. We've seen nine, three, and one uh, in the last thirteen meetings uh, with these two teams going to the over. So uh, like you said, Vegas has found ways to get those secondary players, those young guys to get to the score. Uh, and, you know, the losing streak for, for St. Louis is mostly related to them giving up goals and bunches. So uh, at minus $1.20, I think it's a great price. I'm going over five and a half. All right. Like an over five and a half here, Andrew Vegas, St. Louis. Yeah, I won't take too much time on it. Very similar uh, thoughts to Alex, um, but I, I, very, I agree with you as well, Ian. Um, as far as a price goes and, you know, betting a number, not a team. I mean, the old fashioned saying here, you, it's dog or nothing for me uh, in this game, just cause it's too tight of a game. But I will say this, you know, one thing noticeable about, uh, this, um, uh, 
you know, the St. Louis team is that they've really only beat up on, on subpar teams. Then they've played teams above 600. Uh, they haven't done well whatsoever, but they have given up goals to those teams. So, you know, it's funny because you look at certain teams that are just, they just beat down on bad teams. And I'm not saying St. Louis is building a reputation for that, but you know, like you said, Ian, with Vegas being out or with having so many key guys out, I still think it's a it's a it's a factor where you have to look at them as a serious team, even without some of those guys being in the lineup because they're playing that well. Um, but I still feel like like a good point by Alex about the this season hit or the series history between these two teams. And let's not let's not forget. I mean, we're seeing five and a halfs across the board now. Even sixes are becoming rare. Six and a halfs are pretty much a solar eclipse right now. Um, and I think we could see over five and a half here between these two teams. So especially in a bounce back scenario here for the, for the blues, they haven't been playing too well. Um, if it gets physical, I trust both these teams power plays as well. You know, so Alex mentions the history. I want to see these teams get to the power play. Yeah, no doubt. And by the way, the over is uh, pretty been the dominant trend in the series history as well, Vegas and uh, St. Louis. So another reason maybe to support that is uh, uh, the fact that these teams have played more high, higher scoring games than not uh, head to head. Anaheim and Nashville. We've got Nashville minus 140 home favorites, five and a half. The total shaded to the under in this one. Now, in their normal circumstances, when a team has their long win streak snapped, I don't like to back them the game after the streak gets snapped. This is not normal circumstances, though. This is Nashville off a two-game road trip. They didn't play well. I didn't I didn't like their game, but certainly against Montreal. It was terrible. And Soros had one of his worst games. Kind of got hung out to dry, though. It was pretty rough in front of him uh, that night. Of course, they got shut out by uh, Toronto as well. And now they're returning home uh, following that two-game swing uh, against an Anaheim team that, look, the, I've watched a lot of Anaheim, way more Anaheim games than I thought uh, because I, I just find myself watching them and more entertained by them than I thought I would be. Uh, but they had won eight in a row. And when you're lost to snap the win streak is against Carolina. There's no shame in that. Obviously, there's no shame in that when you lose that game uh, two to one. Uh, they kind of said on the broadcast, uh, uh, John Allers and uh, Hayward, they're the uh, Anaheim TV crew. They kind of said they ran out of gas there uh, late uh, in that um, game the other night against Carolina. And you could kind of tell. But I'm really impressed with the way the youngsters have played for this Anaheim team. And there's a bunch of them that stand out. Obviously, it goes without saying. Troy Terry, one of the best bets in hockey for weeks, has been score a goal and score a point. Uh, Troy Terry, uh, it goes without saying how great he's been for Anaheim. Trevor Zegras has gotten it going lately uh, as well. I've been impressed at times with Sam Steele. I've been impressed with, you know, uh, certainly Jamie Drysdale uh, on the blue line playing on the top pair. Uh, this team has some young players that are getting better and are going to be good for a very long time. And, and in this spot, you're starting a road trip now uh, off that loss. Yeah, you could say maybe they're going to cool off a little bit, but you also have to factor in the price here. You're talking about uh, an Anaheim team that has found a way to beat all comers uh, and now starting a road trip against still this Nashville team that, you know, it's a stop and start team for me. One night they can score goals, one night they don't. One night they look all, all right defensively, and UC Soros looks like he's up for the Vesna. And, and then one night he doesn't look that way. So I think in this spot, given this price, uh, Anaheim, I had to take a shot uh, with them at this price at plus 130, especially with Nashville returning off the two game road swing. So for me, we're going to go quack, 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 
uh, with the uh, Anaheim Ducks here uh, in this one at around plus 130. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Anaheim, Nashville. This is one of those games where I, I could you could make a case for both sides. I like Nashville here in regulation. Uh, like you said, they didn't play well in, the, in that, that two-game stretch. And, you know, looking at Anaheim, you know, they ended the the road, you know, their homestand with a loss, which snapped their, their streak. A lot of times when we see this often where, you know, a team gets on a win streak, they have that first loss. They don't always bounce back right away and, and get right back into the win column. And this is an Anaheim team that really has been kind of out kicking its coverage for the most part. I think things kind of fall back to earth a little bit tonight, but it, it could be a back and forth game. And I, I'm taking a, a real gamble in regulation because this might actually be a game where the draw could be in, in play. But uh, but with the price, I'm not going to lay a dollar thirty with Nashville. If anything, I'm just going to go with even money. All right. Yeah, it'll be a close game for sure. I, I expect it to be competitive. Anaheim's also won three of the last four uh, head-to-head meetings between these two teams. And the last time they were here in Nashville, they actually beat the Predators. So uh, that's something that's uh, on their side. But you're right. Na- it does feel at the same time that Nashville, after two losses on the road, pretty angry, pretty frustrated, will come back strong. But I'm not so sure about that. And even if they do, I'm not sure. It's good enough to beat Anaheim with the way we've seen this Ducks team play for a few weeks. Andrew, what do you think here? Ducks, Predators. You know, I, I I hate to kind of do this and just kind of, you know, uh, say once again, similar thoughts to you guys. But a lot of what you said, Ian, is what I'm thinking as well. That's my thought process. I don't like when a team is on an eight game winning streak and they lose. I'm not always looking to get right back on their train again. But um, Nashville, you know, this is a, some kind of a situation where you can't really expect things to change instantly. After what happened uh, against Montreal, especially a bottom feeder in the league, as much as it pains me to say that. Um, But I guess the one good thing for them is they didn't give up. They played that game for the full 60. And as a Canadians fan, I watched the full 60 of that one. And I saw uh, Nashville, you know, score some late. What was it? Duchesne get a hat trick? I think something like that. I think he scored three consecutive goals for Nashville. Yeah. All in garbage time. Yeah. In garbage time. And, See, that's the funny thing. Garbage time in basketball, football is a lot different than garbage time in hockey because that carries momentum into the next game versus how I think in basketball, it's kind of just like a stat stuffer type thing and showing some pride. But I don't know. I think Anaheim's constantly being uh, mispriced and I like them here. So we'll see. I think that uh, maybe Nashville, um, after they settle in at home, they're a team I like to bet at home at Bridgestone uh, and not really away. So I, I did a free play video today on the ducks here. It's not my favorite play of the day by any means, but I think it's a good spot for them. And I think the way their team's playing collectively, they've got too many guys that are getting involved uh, that Nashville might not be able to keep up with. And I don't really trust their uh, goaltending or defense right now. It looked really sloppy, really shaky. And then the forwards aren't back checking at all right now. Yeah. I mean, Nashville's had it looking good in some nights at both ends of the ice. And then some, it hasn't been that way for them. So yeah, you're right. A little bit of a tricky team to gauge right now, night in and night out. All right, before we get to our final three games, DraftKings, official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a great offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any any NHL game, win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-timer, deflection, breakaway, however they light the lamp, you win. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state, you can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net. 
Nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. All right, Ottawa, Colorado. Colorado minus 330. Home favorites. Six the total uh, in this game. Uh, Ottawa. Uh, returning to action. Uh, obviously, they have been shut down for over a week with COVID-19 issues. They are now uh, returning to action tonight against uh, Colorado, and they will have not everybody back, uh, but they will have several uh, of uh, their players available to them and back on the ice, although still Colin White, Pinto, Batherson, Branstrom, and Zaitsev are back, but pretty much everybody else is available to them. How will they play, though, first game in a week? That's going to end up being the big question uh, for Ottawa going into this game. And unfortunately, they get Colorado at a bad time because Colorado's feeling it right now. Four straight wins for the Colorado Avalanche. What's really impressive, too, is what they've had to deal with in terms of missing uh, Confer out, uh, Bowen Byram out on the blue line, and of course, Nathan McKinnon, uh, who's going to be out still for a long period of time. But no problem whatsoever. Four straight wins for the Avalanche. Now you can quibble about the strength of schedule, I get it. Vancouver, who's been struggling, they beat them twice. San Jose and Seattle, who have had a tough time until last night when they finally got back in the win column. So, yeah, the strength of schedule has not been the greatest for Colorado. But, you know, it's not like Ottawa's leaps and bounds better than any of those four teams they just beat. Uh, and they're coming off a long layoff. It's just difficult to trust what we're going to get here from Ottawa in this first game uh, when they've been off for a while. And look, that last game, that they played before they got the uh, little COVID pause uh, for nothing against Calgary. So do I trust them to compete here for three periods on the road against Colorado first game in a week? No. Uh, but do I want to lay minus 320? No. So it's not a game I have a strong opinion on. Just a small lean potentially to the over because Colorado is scoring some goals right now. Alex, what do you think here? Ottawa, Colorado. This is going to be a pass for me. If I had to play anything, it would probably be Colorado first period puck line. And even that's even money. So that's not really the uh, the best uh, of, of a price. Like I said, everybody's just kind of assuming that Ottawa is going to come out and skate and, you know, not really do much of anything, especially in this Colorado offense. So I want to wait and see and, and see, you know, how, like I said, maybe, you know, the rest for the guys who didn't have COVID, you know, could be a, a plus. So uh, maybe look for something in game, but I'm more likely just going to stay away from it altogether. All right, uh, Andrew, what do you like here, Ottawa, Colorado? I know it doesn't really do much help for right now saying this, but I feel like this is going to be a game where we could we could all have some great in-game bets on it. I know Alex tweets out a lot of stuff, um, and I know you tweet some stuff out as well, Ian, but I think this could be an opportunity for us to take a look and see how this game opens up. Um, James points out in the live chat, Colorado uh, opened up minus 400, still remain that at some spots. I mean, this is the kind of price where I can't even put into a two-teamer. I mean at the risk of losing that, <laughs> how, how dumb would I feel throwing a minus 400 into a two teamer? And that's the one that loses. You know what I mean? That's not something I would want to do. Um, but you know, something tells me we're going to see a crazy hockey game here. It's just a matter of, can I get a better number on the total um, after five to 10, 15 minutes into the game? That's the real biggest thing. Uh, we should see some, some real good pace to this one. Um, you know, Ottawa is a team that's never going to just back down. They're never and I talked to them about the St. Louis game, about penalties leading to great power plays. I think both these teams we could count on to score some power play goals if they get there to the PP. Um, 
and again, the total isn't really that high up there. So what I was actually tempted to do was, and this might shock some people, was to wait until this number gets better and take the over one and a half team total for Ottawa because it's kind of contrarian. I think that um, I'm not saying that Colorado takes them lightly, but I think that, you know, this game could end up being like super high score. I think Colorado wins the game. I just don't like the price on the on the puck line, first period puck line, like Alex said. I mean, there's nothing you can really bet besides an alternative play here or potentially a team total on Colorado where you're really feeling like you're getting some good value here. Uh, and I just, I don't know. I just have this gut feeling. I don't think that, that the Senators end up just going out there and getting blown out. Uh, this is a young team that had a week off. You know, they're anxious to go play some hockey. So I, I lean towards the over, but I'll tell you guys, I'd love to get a good in-game number. So we'll see if that happens. And uh, obviously my Twitter handle is on the screen. You can uh, follow me for some uh, in-game picks. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely one of those games for Ottawa, especially. We'll get a gauge of them early. You know, to, to how how sharp do they look? I mean, when you haven't played for a week and you haven't been uh, doing a lot of on-ice stuff, you know, it could be a little bit difficult uh, to be able to get the uh, – uh, the legs under you immediately. And it's not like you uh, get to play, you know, a weak uh, team here in your first game. you got to play Colorado on the road. So not an easy assignment for uh, Ottawa. I like Logan O'Connor, by the way, a goal scorer prop tonight. I mean, he is going to get top line minutes again. He has had his shooting percentage. He indicates that he's been pretty unlucky so far to not score more than he has. And again, when you see Rantanen and Landeskog minus 115 and plus 110 respectively, and here's Logan O'Connor playing on that top line with them, and he's plus 250 to score a goal, there's your value. And I think tonight's the night against this Ottawa team that I don't think is going to be in sync defensively tonight. Uh, Logan O'Connor, great goal scorer prop. And look, we've mm. been hitting some of these plus 200, 300, 400 goal scorer props, a few of them the last few days. This is the one I like in this game, Logan O'Connor for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. All right, Pittsburgh. I got to ask you, you know, are those, uh, what, what's the bet size for those compared to a regular? Is it quarter unit or, or what are you looking at? Uh, is it depends on the it's volume of your. Yeah, it's even that, less yeah. than that because most of the uh, individual game bets, side and total, are quarter unit, half unit, one unit, two unit for me, right. depending on how much I like it. So usually it'll be even like 0.1 unit or 0.15 or 0.2 for props uh, for me. But even then, it still pays out nicely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I was going to ask you, does, does the the price of the bet ever depend on it for you? Because it would for me. You yeah. know, if I, I might bet a plus 400 goal score a little bit differently than I bet, yes. you know, a plus Sometimes that's true. Yeah, I'll, yep. I'll, I'll divvy it. Like usually if it's an even money goal score prop or anything plus 150 or less, then I'm definitely going to look to uh, up the uh, amount a little bit and maybe lower it a bit if you're talking like, especially the plus 300, 400, 500, the bargain bin shopping goal <laughs> score props that I've mentioned on the show. I'll keep those a little bit less. But even if they hit, man, they pay out nicely. Yeah. Uh, no question about that. And certainly they did on Saturday with a guy that we're going to talk about in the last game on Monday's slate. Uh, and we're going to be mentioning him again uh, at the end of this show when we talk Carolina-San Jose. But before that, we're going to talk Pittsburgh and Winnipeg. Uh, we got even money here, both sides, five and a half the total, uh, shaded to the under in this game. Uh, you've got the Penguins, back-to-back uh, -back, uh, victories on this uh, road trip of theirs through Canada. 6-0 uh, against Montreal, 2-0 shutout uh, against Toronto. 
Uh, pretty good win against Toronto, considering the way the Leafs have played. The Leafs were in revenge for that 7-1 beatdown, and it was uh, just a terrific defensive game, really, by the Penguins. And Tristan Jari and Nett was very good. Will they keep it up here against Winnipeg's the question? Winnipeg's off uh, back-to-back road losses to Edmonton and Vancouver. Kind of got Vancouver in a desperate spot. And with Eric Comrie in net that night, the Canucks were able to uh, take advantage here. I think from a spot perspective, this spot screams Winnipeg. It really, really does. I mean, when you look at Pittsburgh off the back-to-back loss uh, wins, but you got Winnipeg off the back-to-back losses back home, and then they go on a road trip. Right after this game, they start on the road trip. They don't want to be going into that road trip on an 0-3 run. They want to bounce back here at home. They played their best hockey at home this year, the Jets. I think they do get back on track. I like the Jets here. And the over, by the way, has also had some very interesting trends supporting it here. Uh, We know that the uh, Jets have had more overs than unders at home. Pittsburgh's had more overs than unders on the road. Uh, you know, the Jets, the overs 4-0 in the last four head-to-head meetings between the Penguins and Jets here in Winnipeg. So hard to do, uh, hard to go against those trends. And the one thing with the Jets, low-scoring loss at, on the road and now back home, that's off a loss. That's usually in the Paul Maurice era been a angle and a subset that leads to Winnipeg bouncing back offensively, scoring goals, and the game going over. So I agree with that as well, over five and a half. And I like Winnipeg. I think it's just lines up perfectly for them. Uh, even money. They've played better at home this year. Uh, Penguins aren't going to win every game on this road trip. I don't think tonight's their night. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Penguins, Jets. Yeah, Tristan Jari doing this whole, uh, you know, I don't know, he's, he's channeling the energy of Tom Barrasso and Johan Hedberg and some of these older, older uh, Pittsburgh Penguins goalies. That's not going to last uh, too much longer. I think it probably comes to a, a halt tonight. Like I said, Winnipeg's a much better team at home than they are on the road. Uh, and like I said, the over has, has trended with these two teams. I like the first period over here, though. I think we did get a great bargain price with that minus $1.15. I thought for sure this was open dollar thirty or thirty-five. Winnipeg's one of the best first period over teams in the league. And then Pittsburgh has been on a nice little roll. They've had three in a row. So I've been kind of riding this Winnipeg, uh, or Pittsburgh, I'm sorry, first period over trend. So I'm going to keep rolling that with that minus $1.15. Yeah, they've been good too at avoiding the three-game losing streak. They haven't had one this year. You go back last year, they'd lose a game. Sometimes they'd lose two in a row, but rarely lose three in a row. The only time they really did was second half of the year down the stretch. They really they had some injuries. They started to struggle. They couldn't keep up. And they went on a swoon, but they've been good at avoiding three-game losing streaks. And that's what they will be attempting to do tonight, hosting the Penguins. Andrew, what do you think here, Pittsburgh-Winnipeg? Well, the thing is, it sets up for a good spot for Winnipeg, I think. And the problem is, I look at Pittsburgh's schedule moving forwards, and I've been talking about how hockey's a streaky sport. Uh, You try and get on teams at the beginning of a streak. Guys, looking at the end of November and early December, uh, I was doing a show earlier and talked about this, and... uh, you can look at some real good opportunities for Pittsburgh to get on a good run here. Um, back-to-back shutouts for them, playing good defensive hockey. I actually like the under here. I think we could see a defensive battle. Uh, we'll see if that continues for these teams, but I think Winnipeg, uh, they have been putting some goals in uh, 100%, but I feel like they know the game plan. Uh, this is two veteran teams that I think that uh, have some big bodies that will you know, play tight checking and physical. Um, I talked a lot about power plays in the past couple of games here. Uh, if these teams stay out of the box, I think we could see kind of a, a snooze fest, uh, hopefully after the first period. So Alex cashes his wager. But, uh, you know, looking at looking at a you know three two type game here. All right. Uh, Andrew liking the under here in this one. Yeah, you look at Pittsburgh's schedule after tonight. They got two games at home with Vancouver. 
uh, after this. And then they go to uh, the new UBS arena to play the New York Islanders. And I want to mention this right now before I forget, because the Islanders aren't on the card today, but this has to be mentioned. I've now seen the Islanders a lot, these two games they played over the weekend, opening up the brand new building, Calgary and Toronto. That blue line cannot function right now without Adam Pellick and Ryan Pullock on it. That blue line stinks right now without them. And I hate to, it's amazing I'm saying that about a Barry Trotz coached Islanders team, but that is their two best shutdown, stay at home, defensive minded defensemen right there that are out for them and may not be back anytime soon. And they have been running around like chickens with their heads cut off in the defensive zone the last few weeks. It's been the last few games, I should say. It's been rough. Uh, It looks nothing like a structured sound, poised with the puck. Islanders blue line right now without those two guys, the double P's, Pulak and Pellick. Keep an eye on that. It's not a team I'm back. Let's not forget they're scoring either, Ian. I mean, you can't win games without scoring the puck, right? Yeah, Yeah, offense has struggled as well. Um, But it's to me the demise of the the defending and the ability to defend to me that's really, really hurt the Islanders, and especially without those two guys. You know how good those guys were the last two years in the playoff runs that the Islanders made? And without those two, they look like a mess on the back end. So keep an eye on that moving forward. Uh, The injuries, the status of those two defensemen for the Islanders, they're hurting without those two guys. Carolina, San Jose, final game. Carolina, minus 155 road favorites, five and a half the total. Uh, in this game don't have a really strong thought on this game but uh, obviously I'm not really looking to take San Jose against this uh, Carolina team that uh, look even though Carolina uh, you know you look at their last game against uh, LA they won 5-4 you know I don't know if they were thrilled with the way they played necessarily uh, in that game probably be looking to play a little bit better specifically in the defensive zone Uh, San Jose of course shut out by Washington uh, 4-0 again a classic spot to take advantage of Saturday night, San Jose home off a road trip. Uh, we, I took Washington. I know Alex, he passed along his card for Saturday when he wasn't on the show. And he, I think he had Washington as his best bet for Saturday. Uh, and they got the job done against San Jose. It was just a better team in a spot where San Jose's completely come up short time and time and time again. And definitely uh, San Jose or Washington took advantage of that. Uh, it does look like, yeah, in terms of goaltending tonight, we're going to see Reimer in net for the uh, San Jose Sharks. Anti Ronta uh, in net for the uh, Carolina uh, Hurricanes. Uh, Ronta going to get this start. It's his fourth appearance of the year. Uh, 2.27 goals against average in his prior three starts. Uh, and uh, 2-0, and uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, in uh, his two uh, previous starts. Uh, and his last start against uh, Vegas was pretty good. Gave up just two goals and a 4-2 to two victory against the Golden Knights. I guess you could say he was kind of shaky his first start uh, against uh, Chicago, but he's been much better in the two starts since then. So I guess I would lean Carolina in regulation uh, if I were to bet this one, but I don't have a strong uh, opinion on it. Uh, Alex, Hurricane Sharks. Yeah, that's the only way I would look here too would be Hurricanes in, in regulation. Uh, this could be more of a, a under game. Like you said, Ronta's played well. Reimer's doing well. This is Reimer's first crack at his old team as well. So, you know, he wants to be geared up to, to have a good start as well. So uh, I might look for the under. Especially if we can get a goal here early from Carolina, maybe look for a live under at an adjusted price of six or six and a half. Yeah, and of course, still, you know, still some key absences, too, for San Jose, which hasn't helped. Namely, uh, Dolan is a guy they missed. Jonathan Dolan played pretty well early in the year. He's out for the uh, Sharks uh, right now. And you're right about Reimer. And I'm, I've am i been waiting for Reimer to fall off a little bit, um, but he's played really well for the most part this year for the uh, 
San Jose Sharks. 1.98 goals against average, 938 save percentage. Those are terrific numbers for uh, James Reimer. He has definitely uh, played well in net for the uh, Sharks. Oh, I, there is something I like in this game. Of course, I almost forgot. Seth Jarvis. We've got to talk <laughs> about it. Three straight games with a goal, plus 400 on Saturday. We cashed with him, and already now an adjustment's been made. I'm seeing plus 300 in some spots, plus 275 in others. So they're already finally, you know, noticing this 19-year-old kid is come up to the big team uh, from his call-up, and he has been terrific. Goals in three straight games. He's getting the minutes as well. Uh, Rod Brindamore's already said these, there's no way he's going down when his entry-level deal expires. He's staying up with the big team. He's played too good for us. He'll stay with the uh, Hurricanes. He's playing on the top line with Sebastian Ajo and Andrei Svechnikov. He's still a great price, plus 275 to plus 300 range to score a goal tonight. It's a must for me to take Seth Jarvis once again score a goal tonight for the Hurricanes. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here, Canes-Sharks? I'm on the uh, the over in this game, so it sounds like it's a pretty over-heavy card for me. I was just taking a look at the uh, the Grand Salami of 34.5 here. I might have to take a look at it here, fellas. I mean, I, I like some high-scoring games tonight on a Monday night, so might be a play for me. But, uh, you know, I think that uh, her, the Hurricanes uh, playing some West Coast teams here. Uh, San Jose looking pretty frustrated lately um, after that, you know, decent start they had of the season. But I expect them, you know, they do have some talent, and I expect them to kind of defend home ice and kind of have the edge, at least out the gate here, um, have their legs under them. And, and Carolina, a team that was a big over team uh, for many, many days. I think Ian and I are both capitalizing the over five and a half there. Uh, despite them having good goaltending, they were scoring in bunches themselves. So I think that we can get over the total in this one, and I think that we'll see a fast pace here. Uh, kind of just a simple uh, travel spot situation for me. All right, Carolina, San Jose, yes, over uh, five and a half here. Uh, there are some sixes, but make sure you shop around and I'm uh, and, and find a five and a half uh, if you like the over. Find a six if you like the under. Uh, there's uh, definitely you should Actually, be able a few to get games the best like that number. tonight. Yeah, with split totals. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why it's important to have multiple sports books. Very, very important that we uh, uh, give yourself the chance to have the best number possible uh, at all times. All right, great stuff with Alex and Andrew. That is the Monday. NHL card in the Monday edition of the Ice Guys show. We thank everybody for tuning in. We'll wrap up the show with best bets as always. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? Let's go with the Penguins and Jets first period over. I'm actually seeing those that number coming down, so we can actually get $1.10 on that over. I think that's a great price with uh, the form we've seen with Pittsburgh getting goals early, Winnipeg, of course, being a, a monster team early at home. So uh, we'll go Winnipeg-Pittsburgh first period over one and a half. Minus a dollar ten is my best bet. There we go. All right. Pittsburgh, Winnipeg, over one and a half. First period, best bet for Alex B. Smith. Uh, Andrew, best bet. I'm going to go with uh, Columbus here. Uh, despite not having a few key guys, they've continued to, uh, you know, put forward some really good efforts. I uh, expect them to do that tonight. And uh, Buffalo on the back-to-back. We talked about it last week on the show. Back-to-backs don't hurt teams early in the year that are good teams. If you're a below-average team like Buffalo, uh, coming off a track meet game. I don't think it's a good story for them tonight. Uh, give me four two jackets tonight. They'll get the job done. What about you, Ian? What's your best bet? There you go. Columbus minus 120. Best bet for Andrew McGinnis. Uh, my best bet, I'm going to go with, um, uh, let's see. This is a couple of ones that I'm going back and forth on here. Um, let's do the uh, Vegas St. Louis over. 
five and a half minus 120. It was either that or Pittsburgh, or sorry, not Pittsburgh, Winnipeg. But I'm going to go Vegas, St. Louis, uh, over five and a half uh, minus 120 uh, in this one. Uh, again, cash with Washington, Seattle over the total last night. We'll see if we can uh, duplicate that here uh, with Vegas, St. Louis, over five and a half minus 120. Uh, that'll be my best bet for this Monday card. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us live on YouTube. And a reminder, the Ice Guys is live on YouTube seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday, Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith and Andrew McGinnis, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Monday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll see you again tomorrow on Tuesday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.